Yo, what's happening, everybody, man? It's Jerome Thornton checking in again for the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast, man. I really do appreciate everybody that's out there sharing my podcast. You know, whether you like it or not, man, you know, I really do appreciate y'all tuning in. And um, today we're going to be talking about a, I would say, a national or international superstar, a person who was very, very authentic to their roots, a person that was very, very talented, and a person that was very, very committed, in my opinion, to their art and craft. And we're talking about no other than Nelly, you know, from St. Louis. I will never forget it. The time that I heard, I'm going down, down, baby, yo street in a Range Rover. Some pop back something like that ready to let it go shimmy shimmy cocoa puff listen to it now you know it was hot bro it was hot i was uh had just really and truly i had just moved to the suburbs right outside of chicago and um i was in my living room i was missing louisiana so much you know because in louisiana we listen to the do or dies you know we listen to the twister um i always thought that they was from texas by the way and, you know, that's what, you know, kind of like gravitated me to that. But when I was in Chicago, you know, I come to find out that there was a whole nother Chicago scene and everything. But I was really more um, used to the down south hip hop, rap and culture. And the part of suburbs that I was living in, it was totally opposite. I mean, more people was jamming Jay-Z. I think Ja Rule had came out back then. I mean, and it was... You know, every party like I was going to was really it, it was people there and they was getting it cracking. But it wasn't my type of getting it crunk down south player classic. So when I seen this dude and I seen the video and I seen the whole vibe, I instantly clicked with it because, you know, to me, it was some country shit. And the name of the song was Country Grammar. So I I immediately, you know, like connected with dude and um with the music, you know, what I'm saying it was the music and. And then on top of that, I'm from Louisiana. Dude got gold teeth. I'm like, oh, snap. Never really been to St. Louis. Don't know too much about it except it's the murder capital. That's pretty much it. you like, don't go to St. Louis. You, I was in the Navy with some dudes from St. Louis. And these are some different type of people on some hood street shit. But anyway, I'm not going to focus on that. So at that point in time when Nelly came out, he took the music scene by storm. There is no doubt about it. And then shortly after that, you know, underlay, 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 e-i-e-i-uh-oh, what's popping tonight? You know, if the hair right, Nelly there at night, you know. And then all of a sudden you see a group of people with Nelly called the St. Lunatics. And guess what? They was banging. I mean, the music was banging. It was authentic. It was real. It was hard. You know what? To be honest, I loved them. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I love the music. And then, you know, on top of that, they was doing so many different things as far as fashion was concerned. And they had a cool dance and it seemed like everybody had a swag. And they was representing St. Louis to the fullest, man. I, I mean, really and truly. They put St. Louis on the map as far as music is concerned. So 
after that, I start to notice, you know what? There is another artist out of St. Louis by the name of Murphy Lee. And then I see Ali. And I'm like, man, these dudes is raw. And then with the St. Lunatics, they had a, bro, one of the best hype men ever. I never even knew who dude was because he always had the Jason or Freddie mask on. And he just hyping it up. I mean, going crazy. I don't even know if dude even rapped. He was just on the album. You know what I'm saying? So, after that, I think they had maybe one album, maybe. Went stupid, though. Album was dope, but you never did hear nothing else after Murphy Lee. You know, he came out with the song, What the Hook Gonna Be. You know, he was, um, I think he was on the Bad Boys. At, you know, like, there was little sprinkles of their talent, but I'm like, man, what what really happened to them? And come to find out, this is 20-something years later. Now we got Ali, you know, who was, I always thought was a cool dude. And I thought that he had a little talent, but he wasn't a Nelly. I always thought that Nelly was a star. But come to find out, it was Ali who was putting everything together, you know, whatever. And I'm listening to this. I'm, and, and I'm listening to this. And then to come to find out that these people actually are going through turmoil as an actual group. To me, I was disappointed. And the reason why is because I don't really consider St. Louis South. I think it's more Midwest than anything. But they have Southern roots. You know what I mean? And they consider themselves country. So that's enough for me. So in my opinion... People in the South don't roll like that. You know what I'm saying? We're not cutthroat people. There's no animosity. We want to support each other. We want to make each other look good. If one shine, we all shine. And that's just how it is. You know what I'm saying? It's a brotherhood. We're going to hold each other up. If I say that I'm with you, you got my word. That's what it is. I'm going to stand on what I say until something goes wrong. And I can't stand on anything for myself. That's how, you know what I'm saying? That These are... The type of things that was instilled in me as far as like kind of like not only with my family, you know, what I'm saying because you're going to ride with your family regardless. But I'm talking about like in the street when it comes down to friends. You know what I mean? You, I still roll with my friends from 12 years old. I got the same friends, my guy. So it's like that. But these things have started to pick up on social media. They start to pick up on different interviews and I'm just looking like dang man um and maybe these people weren't so tight as they thought they were well or I thought they were so let's start from the top about the actual turmoil just so y'all know man it's almost 15 not even 15 degrees outside here in Illinois man it is super bogus outside for everybody that's living in Dallas, Texas, and Houston, and parts of South Carolina, and California, and y'all bragging about y'all good-ass weather, you know what, hopefully they put extra onions on your damn burger when you go to McDonald's, or In-N-Out Burger, or whatever the hell y'all get y'all food from, I'm hating on y'all, I'm hating on y'all good weather, you hear me, <laughs> but anyway, so let's start from the top. And this is and this is and this is not me, right? 
because I looked at interviews. I look at interviews and then I, you know, I give my opinion on them. So it seems as though that actually Ali, what he was saying, he did actually put together the group. According to him, he was at Morris Brown, a college in Atlanta, black college in Atlanta. Salute to all the um, historically black colleges and universities. You know what I'm saying? He was at a college in in um, Atlanta and somehow I guess he was doing music or whatnot. Make a long story short. He started to recruit people. He started to recruit people. And at first he had stated that the group was not supposed to be, it didn't have any cussing or whatnot. And, you know, people just left. And then there was four people that stayed. And out of those four people was, you know, uh, Murphy Nelly and, 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 and two other cats. Kiwan, I think, you know what I'm saying? And then it was Ali. I guess Ali was like the, you know what I'm saying, the lead. But according to Nelly, when it was time to sign, when it was time to sign the group, St. Lunatics. Nelly states that they had signed all of their publishing away. And on top of that, they didn't let him know that they were actually signing a deal. So when he got there, they actually wanted to kick him out of the group and have another dude on if he didn't sign. He ended up signing. I'm chilling right now, y'all, too. So, you know, it's I'm in my mode. I'm in my element. So after that. They was trying to get deals. Right. They was trying to get deals. They was trying to get deals. And Ali was shopping them for the deals because Ali was originally supposed to be the head of the group. Right. He was supposed to be the lead man. So they end up going to Mexico. I guess this is where all the boss players used to be. You know what I'm saying? Going to Cancun, they linked up with some people, right? They politicking. They come back to St. Louis. They get a whole nother call. They asked them to come to Atlanta. They on a guest list at a, at a nice little party. They up in there with all their St. Louis gear on and everything. Woo woo. One of the dudes pulled him to the side and was like, yo, do you have a tape with you? Nelly gave him a tape. But it was with the entire St. Lunatics. Right? Again, they trying to shop for a deal. A record label deal. Dude tell Nelly that, hey, guess what? I can't really get y'all on. But I think that I could do something with you. Now let's say, okay, check this out. What you, you know what I'm saying? What you need? He was like, man, I need for you to come to New York and do a couple, do a couple, cut a couple records. Nelly agrees. He cuts the records. Okay. Mind you, the rest of the St. Lunatics is still in, um, is still in St. Louis. Right. Nelly tells them about this. Nelly says that the sentiment wasn't cool because they just wanted him. But he said he had to do what he got to do. All right. 
that beat that I had talked about or that song, I'm going down, down, baby, yo street in a range road. Okay. That beat was already sold to somebody else. Nelly said when he heard the beat, he was so hype. He went home that night, that Friday night, right? Nope, nope, hold up. He presented the beat to the group. He said that this is a hit. They went over somebody's house or somebody's grandmother's crib. And everybody, all five of them, wrote verses to the song. Okay. Nelly then says he wanted them to be at the studio so they could record the song. They weren't really feeling the song. Nelly did the song himself. So they wrote some of the song. Nelly wrote his verse as well. Nelly recorded it. Early or late Friday night, all the way up until the morning of that Saturday. And he said that Saturday night, he took the, he, he took the song to a popular DJ and a club that's in St. Louis because they had been they had been promoting their music. Now, mind you, Nelly and them are on in St. Louis. Like everybody knows who the St. Lunatics is. But he was like, man, when dude put country grammar in, he looked at Nelly. He put country grammar back in. He looked at Nelly. And then he just did a raw remix like and let it bang in the club. He said the club went stupid. Cool. Nelly then goes to New York. He goes back to New York. Yo, I got a banger. This is what's happening. Again, he asked the guys after he didn't played it, after he didn't recorded everything, he asked the guys, yo, do y'all want to be a part of this? They was like, really? They weren't feeling the song. And then he went out there, played the song. Boom. They want to sign Nelly. The whole time Nelly was going down there as part of the group, as part of St. Lunatics. Right. So Nelly was like, hey, man, look, I'm coming down here as a group. If y'all sign me, y'all got to sign my people. Meaning the St. Lunatics. They said, nope. Nelly said, well, OK, well, if y'all sign me. If I sell three hundred and fifty thousand records. Then each and every person from the St. Lunatics is going to have their own individual deal through Universal. Because Universal was the only company that was trying to. And I don't know how in the hell Universal be so damn lucky, but they be hitting shit right out of the park as far as artists are concerned. So they did. Man, Country Gamma came out, hit it out of the park. No problem. Hit that three hundred and fifty thousand. OK, so. I'm leaving out a very integral part. Right. Remember that deal that was signed and Nelly was the only person that didn't sign and he didn't know anything about it. Ali, which was the main part of the group, according to them, this is coming from them. Had signed once once they signed, they signed away all of their publishing. OK, so. When Nelly came out with Nelly and the St. Lunatics, 
right? They came, it was a record label called D2, I guess. This was the name of the record label or the company, you know. They came to Nelly and was like, hey, yo, look, you owe us publishing. They didn't know how big Nelly was going to be because he only sold 350000 They told Nelly that he had to sign and pay them 75000 to get out of his publishing deal. Because at that point in time, they was getting 100%. Publishing in the music business is where you get a whole lot of your money from. So Nelly actually, he said that he was upset. He was hot. He didn't want to do it because at the time, $75,000 was a whole lot of money to him. Boom. But he ends up in, and does it. And the reason why, again, is because Ali, which is the main brainchild pretty much behind the St. Lunatics, they thought they they believed he was a star instead of Nelly, so they let him out. So in the meantime, boom, the Saint Lunatics album comes out. Boom, it hit again. It's like you at the casino and you, boom. So now they start doing shows and everything like this. The group is looking at Nelly because Nelly is getting paid not only the show money, but he's getting his publishing too. Boom. But they're looking at Nelly like, how is he getting all of this money? Nelly reminds them, hey, look, y'all still got 100% of y'all publishing with Dudin' them. And he stays still to this day, Dudin' them got their publishing. So over 20 years, They've been eating off these people, Ali and the rest of the group, Kiwan and them, Murphy Lee and them, and the rest of the group. So check it. The most important part, or one of the most important parts is, is that Nelly said that individually, the rest of the St. Lunatics were going to be able to have an actual record deal. Individual albums. If y'all can remember, Back in the day, there was a dude, and his name is Ali, and he did come out with his own album. So did Murphy Lee. Ali album didn't do that well. Murphy Lee album did very, very well. Very, very well. But unbeknownst to Nelly, when Murphy Lee got his record deal, he didn't tell Nelly. And Nelly told them about all of the business. He didn't tell Nelly. He found out. After everything was done. So. Nelly had created. Or that I'm not exactly sure if it was Nelly or. Ali who created. Dirty ENT. I think that's Nelly's imprint. Okay. So. When Murphy Lee came out. His album hit big. But he never had another album. Mind you. Nelly put his imprint on. Ali and Murphy Lee's album. They started to get upset because number one, Ali album didn't do that well. And number two, Murphy Lee wanted to put a whole nother project out. So they, so they coming, they coming to Nelly about this and Nelly say, hold on, man, y'all can't come to me about this. 
because y'all signed y'all own individual deals and y'all didn't include me in nothing. So I can't really resolve y'all issues with Universal. So they doing they thing, this, that, and the third. And Ali, because I'm a fan of this, I think they did Country Cousins, a Country Brothers or something like that. It was a real cool project. You see what I'm saying? Him and Big Gip. So instead of Ali, who had a, a bogus album at first, who didn't do well, he put himself above uh, uh, Murphy Lee. Murphy Lee only had one album. That was, It was only one. It was only one. Not sure why they didn't work the politics out, but I guess throughout the years, bad blood started to started to come because Nelly continued to not only put out music, but I mean, man, it's unbelievable. I mean, this dude has on one of his songs like 150 million views. I mean, this dude was putting up Drake views before Drake. It's insane. So after that, they would always call Nelly to do shows. But guess what Nelly was doing? Nelly was saying, well, hey, look, Ali, Kiwan, Murphy Lee. Hey, man, check this out. We going on tour. So it's going to be not only me. But it's also I'm including St. Lunatics as well. Which to me was real and he didn't have to do that because the group only had like one album. So he he he's constantly bringing them along. You see what I'm saying? And where the issue is coming in at is that they probably couldn't put out another album because if they did. Then these D2 people going to continue to eat off them and they going to either continue to make show money. So they didn't want to make D2 rich because they got 100% of their publishing. So years and years and years is passing by and these dudes never thought to try to buy their money out. So it's just been going on. And I guess, man, Ali has been talking bogus about Nelly. Nelly like, hold on, man. How you going to talk bogus about me or bad about me? Murphy Lee supposedly was involved in some conversations that wasn't exactly thorough. You see what I'm saying? And Nelly is like, man, for 15 years, I done took y'all out touring with me. Meaning that when a company or a promoter calls him and he brings the St. Louis out, the St. Louis lunatic or the St. Lunatics out, they paying him. So let's just say, for instance, they paying him 75000 Now he got to split that 75000 with four other people. So he may pay them five grand a show. Three grand a show. Four grand a show. But he got to split that with them now. Because he can't tell them. Well okay well. Y'all need to put my people on too. Because they didn't call for it. They didn't call for the St. Lunatics. They was only calling for him. And see I never really knew this. He been taking these people out on tours. Where they own. Can you imagine making three. Three thousand dollars a day. Just chilling. You get out there in an hour and a half of work. You make three thousand, maybe four thousand, maybe even five, maybe six thousand. 
Maybe Nelly chopping them off six grand a piece. And shows, it could be six month tours, a year tour. It could be this. Or even just, just say, say, for instance, it's only four months. And you're doing back to back to back to back shows. Man, these people was getting paid off this man. And Nelly say, you know what? He was looking at it like, yo, look, I'm a St. Lunatic from day one. And I'm still a St. Lunatic to right now. So whenever I eat, my people eat. But then he also built a studio. He was talking about how, you know, th these people were still doing music with him. Or not with him, but they were do still doing music on their own. And they was using this man's studio. He said, hey, look, when we got back from tour, I'm still paying the bills in the studio. They get their money and they go home. Ali had been saying that, hey, look, man, Nelly would go five and six months without paying him. You know, he wasn't tripping because that's his brother. I mean, it was a whole lot of shady bullshit that was going on. And I'm listening to Nelly like, man, bro, did you really let these people live or use your studio for free? I mean, I can understand that y'all friends and brothers and anything, but they know what the business is. He coming with all the receipts. He, Nelly coming with all the receipts. Then he say how him and Murphy Lee them fell out is because they little brother was recording music in his studio. And then he'll go and record a whole diss track with some other dude in his studio and then come back and sleep in the same place. This man was giving him a rent-free place to, place to stay. You know this had to be really, really bothering him because this is really, really personal. And at the end of the day, man, these dudes was complaining. They complaining that they don't got the same thing that Nelly has. And Nelly was like, yo, look, my man, my motor is in the back of my car, not in the front. Meaning that he driving a really, really expensive foreign car. He was like, man, you know what? I've never left St. Louis. I, I mean, it was, he got really personal. But then he said, you know what I always did? He said that every time when I had to take a picture with a fan, every time that there was a show, every time that I had to do a press run, every time that I had to sign autographs, I never missed it. I never did. Every time when I had to go up to the label to talk about business, I was always there. Meaning that he was the most consistent person out of the group. And then he went on to say that one dude, I guess it was a Kawan dude, Kiwan. He left. He left. Instead of actually doing his deal, he never signed it at all. To get a check. He never signed it at all. And then it was like, man, these dudes is out here talking crazy about me and we supposed to be brothers and everything that I do or have done is because of them. Nah, man. Like fall back with all of that. You know what I'm saying? So. Now that I can kind of like put some of this, we'll put the business out. 
let's just talk about who Nelly is as a multicultural because he's not a rap star anymore. Nelly is a is what they call a pop icon. That's who he is. And to me, his influence, if, if, if I was him, and one of the major things that he didn't take advantage of, the Air Force Ones joint. Stomping in my Air Force Ones, Nike stock went through the roof. There was a time that if you didn't have no ones, you wasn't cool. That was all because of Nelly. The St. Louis Rams team. Their popularity went through the roof because of Nelly. I mean, come on, man. Like Nelly has done Super Bowls. He was one of the he was one of the first people to have a successful song, a hip hop artist have a successful song with a country artist. Him and Tim McGraw. Look it up on YouTube. 147 million views. That's just off YouTube. Not to mention the albums and singles that sold Within the white community, listening to Nelly. It was cool. It was a smash. This dude was so smart, instead of just making a double CD and giving the money away, Nelly released two CDs at the same time Sweat and Suit. And both of them was banging. R&B side of the hip hop side. I bought both of them, by the way. And then. An opportunity here is about branding yourself. Nelly also did this. So, hey, man, look, look. Because what a lot of people don't understand is, is really and truly, Nelly was not an artist first. Nelly was an athlete first. He could have went to the league and baseball. The St. Louis Cardinals wanted to draft this man. Yeah. He was just that talented. Sometimes, bro. And this is and this is in the Bible. I'm not exactly sure, you know, how many people read the Bible, but you know what? God says that you're not supposed to that we are all blessed with many talents. Many talents. And we are not supposed to hoard our talents. Because that's doing us a disservice and is also a slap in the face of God because you're not displaying your godly gift. Right? So check this out. Why Nelly end up on um the, the, the cover of magazine for men's health? 
i.e. Kevin Hart. He Nelly was the first person to do it. To make being healthy cool and work out and take your body seriously. That was Nelly who did that first. It wasn't Kevin Hart. That was Nelly. Nelly was the one that made it cool to. Oh. It was vocal. That was all right. Because that was his that was his clothing brand. But guess what? Apple Bottoms. He was a he was the first one to make it cool to say, hey, you know what? Everybody else is on this side trying to cater to men. You know what? Me and my team, we're going to cater to women. Apple Bottoms. Smash. This dude is smart, bro. He's smart. And he also made it another point. He said, you know what? You don't see 50 Cent still holding down a G unit like that, which I think they which I think he should. But that's another conversation. You don't see um, Dipset being held down like that. You don't see cash money being held down like that, which I, which I think all of them should. He's like, but man, I held down the St. Lunatics for almost 20 some years. And this is what I get. So, I mean, after the interview that I watched, I'm not going to lie. I lost some respect for Ali. You know what I'm saying? He's still, he's still one of the guys, but as well as Murphy Lee too. As a matter of fact, I respect them as a group, but individually though, I think that they all need to come together and be like, yo, bro, we need to. First of all, get this out of the media. Come together and put on a united front. And basically apologize. Everybody get they everybody get they grievances out, but then say, hey, yo, listen here, bro. On some realness, without you, without you, Nelly Mo, because that's what they call him Mo. Bro, none of this wouldn't have been possible. You have did so much. And we've achieved so much for our families on top of selling millions of records. And all the times that you carried us when you really didn't have to, bro, we really do appreciate you. And as a group. It's concerned the St. Lunatics. We are legends, not only in the city of St. Louis, but all over the United States and all over the world. I think that's what they should do. Because right now this shit is looking messy as hell. And petty as hell. For to have this man to come out to try to defend himself when everybody knows. Everybody knows that Nelly put put them people on. It, he didn't have to, to me, he didn't have to go on the radio to say it. He just was defending himself. But man, I like to thank everybody again for tuning in to the Chicken and Kool-Aid podcast. This is the quarantine lean edition. Volume number 56, baby. Oh, yeah. We study putting them up. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to keep coming with, you know, content that I think that's important to the culture. You know, sometimes I'm on politics. Sometimes I'm on um, entertainment. Sometimes I'm on sports. You know, but I just, you know, I'm just me. So, man, I really appreciate you all tuning in. 
you know what? Y'all be safe. Y'all be smooth. Right before I get up out of here, man, I want to give a major, major shout out to the Edmonds family. You know what I'm saying? RIP to my homegirl, Adrian Edmonds. You know what I'm saying? Sweetheart, we love you. You know what I'm saying? And man, we, you know what I'm saying? We miss you dearly already. I'm a holler.